Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endure forever. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live, that is SML Inside the Pages, with me, Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, Incorporated, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, that is Pomona, California. Today is September 16, 2021. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. I have to remind you, there is no plan B. There's no plan C. There's no other options. The Bible tells us that obedience is better than sacrifice. If you didn't know, I want you to I want to remind you and, and make you aware that we're inside the pages, the book of Revelation, and we're reaping a blessing. So join in with us on Sunday mornings for a good understanding of the word of God. Know that the word of God is inexhaustible. And so tonight we're in the 19th chapter of the book of Acts. Uh, get your devices fired up if you haven't already. Grab your Bible off the shelf, you know, and let's go into the word of God. The 19th chapter of the book of Acts, the 19th chapter. I pray that you've had a blessed day. If, if you've had a bad hair day, as as Sometimes it happens. You have a bad hair day, you know, and things don't go as planned or, you know, maybe you got up this morning and stumped your foot, you know, hit that little, that, that, that baby toe or, you know, and, and from that moment forth, it just seemed like everything was, was you, you ran over the bicycle backing up, you know, or, you know, it, it could have been one of those days, but know that this is still the day that the Lord has made. And we can rejoice in it, and we can be glad. The book of Acts, uh, beginning at the 13th verse, and uh, before we go there, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and your mercy for giving us another opportunity to read your word. Lord, it, I heard your word and the question asked, how shall a young man cleanse his ways? And the reply, the answer given was through your word. Lord, we pray that you would keep us clean, cleanse us from secret faults. Lord God, purge us, Lord God, so that our mind, our thoughts are acceptable in your sight. Lord, help us, Lord, to live saved, sanctified lives in your presence so that we're found worthy stand in your presence. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Lord, we pray and ask that you remember those that are sick. Lord God, touch their bodies. You know the prayer requests that have come in. Lord God, you know, Lord God, those the unspoken requests that have been made. Lord Jesus, through the lifting of hands and Lord, you know and understand all things. You know, Lord God, we pray and ask that you remember the bereaved family. Remember, 
Lord, the Robinsons, Lord God. Bless my brother, Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. Lord, remember the services uh, that are starting this evening, Lord God. Lord Jesus, and what has been planned. Lord, bless your people, Lord. Lord, we thank you right now, Lord, for your goodness, Lord, and your mercy. We want to acknowledge you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, here and now, Lord God, lead us and guide us. Give us your direction, Lord. We'll be careful to give you your name of praise and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. The book of Acts, the 19th chapter, beginning at the 13th verse, uh, it says, Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, we adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preached. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, a chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirits answered, saying, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? Who are you? And the man in whom the spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And then was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling in, at Ephesus, fear fell on them all and the name of the Lord was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also, which used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted them uh, and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. I want to take a thought here from the passage, and that is, let's play church. As you know, the, uh, to play or playing defines the action or art of pretending. It means to engage in some type of activity. You know, uh, I, I like to go and play basketball. Not that I'm good, but just the, the fact that I like to go and play. And matter of fact, I, I believe that if uh, uh, Dr. C was here, he would say that I'm on the court pretending. And so it means to entertain someone or something. I believe the, that these men uh, that we're talking about here was playing. No, no matter how sincere in their hearts they may have thought they were, they were playing church. Uh, there's been so many others that have played church. And so sincerity really doesn't play a major part when you're doing something incorrectly. You can claim that you're going to Texas and, and begin driving north on the I-5 in California. You're not going to Texas, no matter how sincere you are. But these men were playing church. Uh, they did not have all the criteria, all the right principles or, or the facts. And uh, well, listen, 
as a child, we pretended to play cowboy and Indians. Let's, let's stay here for a moment. We played games and we played doctor, we played house and as adults, we played cowboy and Indians. We played doctor, we played police and some are still playing house and, and that's, that's fine. You know, as long as you're uh, following the rules. What rules are you talking about? I'm talking about that, that, uh, those rules that people don't want to commit to today. Uh, those of you that grew up one day and got married need to go home and play doctor. Uh, you need to play nurse. Uh, go ahead and, and sister play nurse Betty. Uh, play house. You know, put on an apron and greet them at the door. Whether it's uh, husbands, you can greet your wife at the door with apron on. And likewise, wives, you can do the same. Besides your wedding day, the question is, has anyone seen you kiss or show any type of a PDA? I'm not talking about a device, a public display of affection. Have your children seen you show any affection toward one another? Have your family or friends seen you show any type of affection toward one another? We should never stop playing house. So, uh, uh, you play house, water your grass, and keep it trimmed and manicured. And listen, uh, that's how you grow old. And that's how you grow old, fat, and flabby together. Well, maybe you don't have to uh, become fat and flabby, but you know what I mean. You, you, you play house, and it will keep some enjoyment in things. As children, we played church. And sometime was the pastor. Somebody played the role of the pastor. Uh, someone was the deacon or the mother. You know, I remember uh, we would get pie pans or the cake pan. Matter of fact, there was, uh, I, I recall my auntie uh, saying, uh, don't dent those pans up because we were hitting them hard to play them as tambourines and practicing to play the tambourine or the, you know, uh, taking sticks and using the trash can lids and, and, turning the cans upside down and buckets up to use them as a drum set. And I find it as funny today as I did then to having those memories and seeing children do the same thing today because they are, they are impressed in their spirit and they tell the truth about it. Someone they see, uh, one of the, one of the, uh, Saints dancing around the church and and having a, a demonstrative display of, of joy. And it does look funny. It, it sometimes it, it is very hilarious. And we may not laugh then in the service, but we will laugh later. And so the children will say, oh, she was dancing like this. And they'll mirror that. They pretending. They're having fun with it. And so, you know, there was a, I'm reminded of a story about a little girl that, that was listening to the preacher. You know, so many um, think that, oh, well, you know, you take your children to church, you ought to put them in children's church. Uh, well, I haven't found that children's church in the Bible yet. Uh, but your children can receive just as much sitting in a regular service as they would as the adults do. They're going to get what God has for them to receive uh, as just like everyone else. And so there was a little girl that was sitting in the service listening. And when she got home, 
she asked her brother, Andy, have you, Andy, have you seen Andy? And she walked around the house asking about Andy. And so the, as the little girl was walking around and she was actually repeating what the preacher had said. Because the preacher had preached such a dynamic message, he said, and he will. He was talking about how powerful God is and he will. And the little girl picked it up and went home talking about and he, and he. She in her spirit, she was re-preaching that message and he. And the family understood after a while that she was reiterating the message and he will. Children have been filled with the Holy Ghost, playing church. Uh, one of the overseers, Overseer Roberts, down south as a young girl, a little girl, she gave this testimony. She said she was watching one of the mothers hit this old drum, you know, they in service and, you know, and they, they singing a song and, and, and hitting on the drum that she had. And she thought it was funny. She thought it was interesting. It got her attention. And so she wanted to do it. And she asked, could she play the drum? And as the saints was praising God, she, uh, she began to go a little extra. She was trying to be funny. And she began to hit the drum a little faster because the saints was rejoicing. And as she began to hit that drum and got faster and faster, something happened. And she couldn't stop. She couldn't let go of the drumstick. The Holy Ghost had moved up on her. And next thing she knew, she was filled with the Holy Ghost. She was no longer playing the drum. She was praising God. And so many have played and pretended. And, and as children, because of the, God knows how to deal with our children. And that's why it's so important that have the children in church. Now, many have pretended, many have played, and Jesus had a special, uh, uh, well, I won't say a special word, but the Bible tells us in Matthew, the 23rd chapter, that he called them hypocrites, Pharisees, trying to outshine everybody, Pharisees, uh, putting other people down to make themselves look good, Pharisees, standing robed and clothed and in, in the um, the marketplace for attention. He called them hypocrites. You go and you create apostolite and, and um, all you're doing is making them twice the child of the devil. He told them that they was full of dead man bones because they were pretending. They were not real with what, uh, what they should have been doing. Ananias and Sapphira acted out a rehearsed scene. They, they, the folks who were touched and moved by the, by what God was doing, and they began to sell property and different things to help out. And Ananias and Sapphira decided that they was going to sell their property, and they rehearsed. We're going to tell the apostles that we sold it for this much. Now it's their property. It's their money. They could have sold it for I'll just say a thousand dollars, and. If they wanted to, they could have just gave $100 and kept $900 for themselves. But instead, they went in after rehearsing and said, oh, we sold it for $100. They could have just told the truth, but they had rehearsed the scene and they played it out. 
and it cost them their lives. The Bible tells us in the uh, Acts, the 12th chapter, that Herod refused to give God the glory. The people saw him. God had no problem with him dressed in his attire and sitting in a chair of authority and as king. And, and the people began to chant. They began to say praises. And But this man had enough sense. Obviously, he had enough sense because God afflicted him. Uh, that he should have passed that glory on to God. And he didn't do it. Now, if, if you don't know, I'm telling you now, all the glory belongs to God. After ministers, after you even preach the word of God, after you have served the people, because that's our job, is we're servants. Jesus came to serve, not to be served. And so the greatest among you should be servants. The greatest among, so we're servants of the people of God. And the Bible says that uh, he doesn't give his glory to another. He doesn't share his glory. Isaiah 42 and 8 says, I am the Lord. This is my name and my glory will I not give to another. Neither my praise to graven images. Israel uh, watched other nations and tried to have a religious orgy. They was worshiping idol gods, stones, wood, whatever uh, images that they, stars, moon, things that God had told them. Some things they brought with them out of Egypt. And God said, leave that there. And they brought it with them anyhow. And so, uh, and so they never denounced God. They just tried to lump him in with other handmade and wooden gods and things that other people was worshiping. Well, God don't play that. He don't play that on me. And so jumping in out of the church, faithful for a little while and then unfaithful is just like having a being a religious or joining a religious orgy. And so I mean that in the most sincere way of the fact that you are worshiping multiple gods instead of the true and living God. You're inviting, you're trying to implement other gods into your life instead of God who is sovereign. Well, the Bible says, uh, then certain of the vagabond Jews, uh, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, we adjure you by, the, by, the, by Jesus whom Paul preached. We, we want to talk about uh, whom Jesus, whom Paul has preached. We want to use that name too. Men that now vagabond is someone that wandered from place to place without no stability. So we know these these uh, Jews uh, did not have any stability. Uh, those of you that wander from place to place, and that includes from church to church, uh, you have no stability, and so you uh, you would be considered a vagabond, and you, you need some stability. Now I know there is a saying, and this is not a scripture; it is a saying. It's a cliche that a rolling stone gathers no moss. And Proverbs 27 and eight says, as a bird, uh, as a bird which wandered from her nest, so is a man that wandered from his place. It's just going from place to place. Now, if there is a scripture that says a rolling stone gathers no moss, uh, please send it to me. And I don't have a problem with that. I, I would appreciate it. But uh, we're not supposed to wander from place to place. We're supposed to have some stability about ourselves so that we can grow. 
Like we don't get saved and, and become knowledgeable about God. And, and after we get that knowledge of him, then all of a sudden we, we've called, we're called into ministry and, and we, and we ready to grab our Bible and our devices and run out and, and start ministering places. No, you still have yet to be taught. And it may take years to, to learn what you think you already know you need to learn. You need to be taught and God will let you know when it's time for you to move. He won't just let you know. He'll let others know. When I was called into ministry, I, I had worked with the brotherhood and I, and I still my heart desires just to be a good brother. But as working with the brothers and uh, then uh, the deacons and uh, then becoming assistant head deacon uh, became associate minister, I was just happy and fine where I was. And the saints began to uh, see things. They began to say what they saw. And that was the call into pastorialship. And I, even with me understanding and knowing that call, I did not move. I had counseled with the pastor and I still uh, didn't move. I waited. I waited an entire year before doing anything. I counseled with my family. I did not move. I waited. Uh, you know, you need to be wise in what you do. And you need the blessing of, oh, the God bless me. Listen, you need the blessing of your leader uh, before you do anything. And if your leader tell you you're not ready to wait, even though the calling is there, you need to sit down and you need to wait and you need to continue to serve in the capacity that you're in. I played the bass guitar in service. Well, at least I thought I was playing. Someone else might say I was doing something else, but uh, that was my role. And, and so uh, I played the bass guitar and uh, thank God for the little little beat that I, that I had. Uh, when me and one of my uh, gospel brothers would get together, they would say, oh, that's old school right there. And so, you know, compare, and it is old school compared to what is being done today. And thank God for the ministers of music that play today and some of them read music and play very professional and very much appreciate the, the level that they're at. And so, uh, listen, uh, an exorcist is a person who is believed to have the ability to cast out evil spirits. Unlike the movies and fantasies and other stories, demons are real. Demons are real. And we'll, we're, we're yet touching, we'll touch on that as we travel through the book of Revelation um, and other areas of teaching, but demons are real. And if you don't believe that, something is wrong. Hell is real. Your soul salvation depends on you believing it is real. Uh, it, without that belief, you will not repent of sin. You'll live, you won't live a sanctified life unto the Lord if you don't believe that hell is real, if you don't believe that these demons are real. And, and so, and demons are not gods. They are fallen angels. They are angelic beings that God created. And they were lifted up in pride and they lost their position, a position that you occupy. And, and so, um, uh, like the the movies, episodes of your favorite horror film. Uh, they thought it was a simple task. 
demons don't fight demons. In the movies, they show demons fighting each other. Uh, they show people, mortal men, um, people that are not consecrated unto God, fighting against demons and winning, making deals and pacts with demons to fight against other demons, tricking demons. You, 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 let me just say this. You, you're a fool if you believe in all of that. Because, uh, first off, uh, demons, these fallen angels, these beings, these archangels have existed for, uh, we can't even put a number on it as far as time-wise. And you was you you and your love 42 years on this earth, and you've gained that much wisdom and knowledge over something that has existed for uh, centuries? Really? The Bible tells us in Mark 3, 22 and 26, and the scribes um, which came down from Jerusalem, he said, said he had Beelzebub and by the prince of devils cast he out devils. He was talking about Jesus for casting out a devil. And he called them unto him and said unto them in a parable, how can Satan cast out Satan? And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand. But he, but an end, if a house be divided against itself, is going to come to an end. That house cannot stand. In the movies, they make the description of uh, fighting demons looks so easy, so good. The warlocks and witches is having wars with one another and casting spells on each other, and you know, and and it looks all exciting, and uh, you know, and they're fighting demons and they getting a victory over it and stuff. That's not real. It's a movie. Children pick up on that stuff and they walk around trying to cast spells and do things. I was speaking with a, a young lady and she was talking about how at her church, the, the minister was dealing with Harry Potter and they became offended and they don't no longer go to that church. How are you going to be offended because the minister is talking about demonic uh, activity and the relationship that is shown and what it, and the falsehood that is displayed in movies and you get upset and just, well, I, I don't want to want to be part of that ministry well you're not going to be uh, you're not going to be part of that ministry and you're not going to be part of the kingdom of god god we not we not carrying any of that we're not carrying harry potter books or nothing like that what is into the kingdom of god we're not carrying some of the stuff that people want to carry and hold on to into the kingdom of god it's not going to happen it's not going to happen now you can keep it here on earth where you're going to be at but it's not going to enter into the kingdom of God. And so the movies and, and stuff, they make it look very entertaining, very enjoyable. Now, they did something many don't do. And that was they tried to use the name of Jesus. Uh, they didn't try to use the name of Peter, nor the name of Paul. Uh, but they tried to use the name of Jesus. Scripture said that, that they we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preached. And so they was listening to the message. Though they did not embrace it and believe it the way that it was being ministered, they yet listened to the message. 
And so they tried to use uh, the name of Jesus. They didn't try to use the name of Mary, John or, or James. None of those names have power. I don't, you could use Andrew and Matthew and Mark, Luke, John. None of those names have power. And so uh, uh, you need to know where the power comes from. And so I, I'm, I, I'm not apologizing for what I'm saying, but, you know, you have churches that believe that we hang pictures of, of individuals of what we think they look like. And actually, they don't look nothing like those pictures. Nope. There was no Polaroids available. There was no Insta camera. Nope. There was none of that. Nope. 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 Don't be deceived. Uh, pictures were painted and used as a, a, uh, uh, a method of controlling folks because if they really used what was just like reading was used as a control. Slavery, you can't read because uh, that would give you knowledge. And if you have knowledge, you can survive. But if you don't have knowledge, you're dependent on others. And so you want to get some knowledge, young men, young women, sit down with a book and read it. Read something that, that when you go to a job interview, you have something to talk about. Get some knowledge in your head. There's too many excuses of why, oh, I didn't go sign up for that class because I didn't have them. But you spent, you would have got a better car had you ride the bus. But get the knowledge. Get the knowledge. So that you have something, a tool to use. My people perish because of a lack of knowledge. So with the knowledge, you will prosper. Get the knowledge. And so uh, these men, these men, they needed the Holy Ghost too. Paul, Peter, Mary, James, John, Andrew, all of them, that they needed the Holy Ghost and they were in the upper room tearing for the Holy Ghost as instructed. Acts 4, 1 and 4 said, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the, for the promise of the Father, which said, ye have heard of me, speaking about the Holy Ghost. You have to get into John, read the 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 chapter of John. You don't have to read it in all one setting unless you have time to do that, but read it. Because Jesus sent the Holy Ghost. Well, the Father was sending it. Well, that's because he was, God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels preached unto the Gentiles. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the Father. Power comes from God and nowhere else. Whatever power or authority you have, well, I'm a supervisor on the job, I'm a manager, I'm a director, I'm a CEO. Listen, that was by the grace of God because all of that can disappear without a breath. All of that can disappear with a failure of a heart. All of that could disappear. Uh, so you need God. Power comes from God. The Bible said it is he that raised up one and bring down another. Now, God has no respect to person when it comes down to prosperity. Uh, God, the Bible said the sun rises on the good and it rises on the bad. The rain comes for, and, and everybody participate and enjoys the rain. And so God doesn't have a respect of person. But he would that we would prosper and be in health even as our soul prosper. And that's specifically to the saints of God. So there is keys uh, through the word that will bring about a specific blessing that you might be in need of, whether if it is just favor, 
Maybe you just need some favor. You may not need a bunch of money. You might just need favor. The Bible said a good name is better than many riches. And so good favor. Favor will take you some places where money won't allow you in. And so you need some favor. And so power comes from God. Nowhere else. Uh, whatever authority, whatever power you might have, it comes. Isaiah 45, 7 and 9 said, I formed the light, created darkness, make peace, and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Drop down ye heavens and above, and let the sky pour down righteousness. Let the earth open, and let them bring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Woe unto him that striveth against his master. Let the pot share, uh, the pot share, uh, strive against the pot share of the earth. In other words, the one that, that's doing the creating. How is the creature fighting against who's created? Shall the clay uh, say to him that, that fasteneth, who maketh, what maketh thou? Or thy works? Or without, how are we talking back to God? You know, many years ago, there was a play saying that said, your, your arms are too short to box with God. And that still stands true today. We're, we're nothing. We're nothing. We're just like the little ants. We're just a little dot. And, you know, and so the Bible says, and there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, a chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? The devil know who you are, whether you're saved or not. He know who you are, whether you say that you're a child of God. He knows. And not, not only him, but but many others may know, too, what exactly what you're doing. The Bible said, you'll know a tree by the fruit it bears. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? Who are you? This. What the sons of Sceva did to Jews and chief priests, they were involved in some mess. Your title don't mean you have influence with God. And, you know, no matter how nicely framed it is, how colorful it is, it don't mean you have influence with God. Some get printable certificates off the social media saying that they're ministers saying that they can um, uh, commit uh, ceremonies and different things that listen, but they, they do know not, they do know enough not to step into the, uh, the, the real arena of soul saving. They're, they're, they'll lie. They'll tell you a lie and, and you need to be careful. That's why you need to get in the word of God. You hear what I'm saying right now, read your Bible because the Bible says, believe a lie and be damned. And, and so I want you to read the word of God. I don't want you to take just take my word. I want you to read the scripture and, and believe what the word of God says. And so a, a piece of paper, it, it works for the state, but it don't work for God. It don't work for him. You need it. We, we're supposed to obey the laws of the land. But you need to make sure that you have influence with God. No Holy Ghost, no power. That's why the Lord told them, go back to Jerusalem, wait till you endure with power. And that power is to be a witness, not to be a wonder. So many folks are wondering, uh, are going around trying to be a wonder. Uh, I'm prophet so-and-so. I want to be a wonder. 
I'm evangelist so-and-so. I'm going to be a wonder. I'm, I'm going to be a wonder so that people will listen. Don't try to impress people. Impress God by being obedient to what the Lord has. To say. Somebody say amen. Be obedient to what God is saying because the Lord loves obedience more than sacrifice. And so people are wondering, going around trying to be a wonder. Well, you know, just like just like artists has become a one hit quitter. You know, you might be a wonder today, but what is? But when you stand in God's presence, he, he, the Bible said that He's going to tell some folks, "Depart from me, I never knew you." Well, we preached in your name, I, I don't know you. Uh, we cast out devils in your name, I don't know you. Uh, there's no consecrated life. There's no sanctified life. The word God does not deny Himself. You can't walk in obedience to God's word and live a life that is true unto him. And then he turns his back on you. That's not going to happen. And so those that will hear that is because they did not live a sanctified life unto the Lord. There's no one to vouch for them. There should be someone to vouch for you. There should be something in your life that says, I am of God. I'm of the, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Not the title that you possess but it is the work that you do. And I'm not just talking about good works. I'm not talking about just charity work. I'm talking about the life that you live. When no one else is around you, when you lay, when you go to bed at night, what kind of life are you laying down? With? When you rise up in the morning, you rising up with the same life that you wrote, that you laid down in. If that life doesn't change when you walk out the house and you're on your way and you answer, you go into the church and now all of a sudden you, you, you holy all of a sudden you, you're, you're in service and you're religious. No, that begin, that is daily. It is a lifestyle of the believer. That's what the Lord told them. Go and teach the people about this lifestyle. And that's what we're doing right now. We're telling you about the lifestyle. And so the Bible tells us in Leviticus, no holiness, no salvation. Leviticus 27 and 8 says, sanctify yourselves. Therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God, and ye shall keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord which sanctify you. Now you sanctify by the fact that you do his word. You do his will. You do, you live according to his word. You can't be shacking with somebody. Y'all not married and you sleeping in the bed and y'all climbing out. Y'all doing all kind of stuff. Y'all pretending and playing house. When I said playhouse, I'm talking to the married folks. But y'all, but you're not married and you playing house and doing stuff. The rapture going, the, the coming of the Lord is going to take place. Neither one of you going anywhere. Or if you die in your sin. There was a, a, a fireman some years ago who was committing adultery. And he had a heart attack right in the middle. What a way to go. What a way for your family to find out the lifestyle that you had when you left the house. We ought to be true to our God. Be true to him. As I said earlier, he don't join in religious orgies. Uh, he does uh, honor those that reference him as being sovereign in their life. The Bible says, and the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, Leaped on them because they was playing church and overcame them. Why? Because they was playing church and prevailed against them because they was playing church. 
so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Why? Because they was playing church. And this was known among all the Jews and Gentiles also dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on all them, and the name of the Lord was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. When you convicted by what the word of God is saying, by the power of God, the Bible says some are drawn out to fire by fear and others are drawn out by love. So which, however God draws you in, God know how to put some fear on you. And he put some fear on me, you know, and, 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 I understood exactly what was being said when when it was when the situation was occurring. I understood it was time to make a change. And I went to my pastor at that time back in uh, almost 30 years ago and told the pastor, I said, I don't want God to drop me off a cliff. I don't want to wind up in the hospital for him to get my attention. I understood what was what was what could have occurred that night while I was out in the Hollywood Hills at work. And from that day, from that day, God knows how to get our attention and he knows how to get your attention. When there is a confession, the Bible says, and many that believe came and confessed and showed their deeds. There was a public act and many of them, which also uh, participated in the curious art, brought their books together and burned them before men. They took action. Those that believe showed a public display of their belief. Now, maybe you're not going to go out and show a public display, you know, pour your alcohol down the drain, throw the bottle away, you know, flush all that, um, what you smoking, you know, and all of that, you know, all the you know, stuff that you done picked up off the, from the street pharmacist. I, I had to do it. And so will you, you know, I didn't make a public display of that, but it was done. And the public display that was seen was enough that one day my mother, she saw the change in my life and she got saved. When I was at home sick, in bedridden, my mother went to church after having a conversation and after watching my life, and I didn't even know it. She went to church, got baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, began to tarry for the Holy Ghost. Had a, and, and one day I was at service. Of, uh, it was in the month of December, about, 20, about 1994. And I looked over and saw her, and I could see the Shekinah glory of, of God on her. I said, wow, that's my mother. But that was on a Sunday because that Monday she was gone. And she was happy to go. Mm -hmm. Listening to the testimonies and she was at the store shopping and uh, the cashier asked her uh, why she was smiling so happy. She said, I'm shopping with Jesus. She was wearing some high heel shoes and she was asked. Uh, did she want to take those high heel shoes off and put on something more comfortable? She said, no, nah, that's all right. Well, she went to the mall to, to, to finish up some more shopping. And she said, I'm, I'm feeling a little tired. And she sat down and she went to sleep. And that was it. There was a man that was there who uh, had, had 
testified and said, don't worry about her. I've already prayed for her. And she was gone. With a smile on her face, she was gone. Listen, she was happy because she knew the Lord and she was living a life. That life started because she saw outward display of God and then this, the voice of the man that you're hearing right now. No, no glory to myself because I'm still crying out, Lord, save me. Help me to live worthy, to stand in your presence. And all of us should be praying, Lord. The Bible tell us to pray. That's one of the prayers that the Bible encourages us that we should pray and ask the Lord that we be found worthy to stand in his presence. Well, first, second Corinthians four, one through five says, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, we have received mercy and faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, not handling in the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to those that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not. Now that God of this world is spelled with a little g, so he's not sovereign. Uh, but whatever you have made a God to be, blinded by the minds of them which believe not, least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, capital G, sovereign, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves as servants of Jesus Christ. That's all we are. That's all I am. I am a servant of Jesus Christ. That's what I am. I'm a servant of Jesus Christ. And so this is your servant, Pastor Carl Henderson. All I'm doing is presenting the word of God and that it may uh, grow and prevail. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. I hope to see you in service with us. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. Remember the songs sung by the songstress and the artists and producers are the property of them. Let's support gospel ministry. Support your local church. If you are a member of a service, of church, support it so that the gospel can continue to go, grow, and prevail. And saints, let's not play church. Let's not be like the sons of Sceva, but let's live a consecrated life unto the Lord so that God can use us as he will. Not because we're trying to show off and do anything, but we want the will of God to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. God bless you.